0: you are not alone coach this is a high volume drill of a podcast about coaching cricket this time it's all about observing and analyzing these are classic coaching skills of course but modern times as we know are changing everything so let's take another look at those good old-fashioned coaching bugs if you remember them I'm David Hinchliffe and I'm joined by an expert guest as always at this show, it's my good friend from the Pitch Vision podcast and the head of cricket performance at Portsmouth Grammar School. It's Sam Lavery. Welcome to the show, ladies.
1: Thank you for having me. Very nice to be on board, and uh, very different, very different to the normal one because it's a little bit quieter than we normally uh, when we normally are when we're together. I don't know why that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we normally have Mark Garraway interrupting all the time, don't we? But uh, it's just you and me this week. So uh, on this show, so we can we can really get into uh, the topic observation and analysis that is a tough skill because it doesn't look like you're doing anything when you're doing it you're just kind of standing there looking at somebody and it's not necessarily the image of coaching that people have in their head you're kind of you're working out what to say but you're not actually saying anything yet so it's quite a personal it's quite an internal thing isn't it wouldn't you say
1: if you're in a environment like I'm in most of the time and I'm working with a, a senior cricketer at school and they're aware of what I'm trying to do, then I can, I can probably go quite a long period of time with allowing them to bat or to bowl and rather than having to feedback every 20 or 30 seconds like some people would like to do. So we might go for... We might go for a good 10, 15 minutes and then we'll have a chat after that little period and talk about what we thought, um, combine our ideas and come to some kind of action point from there. But the other environment that become very tricky and it's an environment that lots of people are in is where you're coaching a young child and their parent is watching and maybe they've paid some money for that that situation. They want to see lots of communication. They want to see lots of feedback straight away when maybe you're not ready to do that. So gauging that balance between the two. And um, so the environment is a consideration all the time um, because everyone's got a different kind of time span that they're allowed to work within in their, um, in their coaching role.
0: And it's a lot more complicated than just sort of watching and, and thinking because when it comes to observing, and when it comes to analyzing, you've got to remember that the things that you do, even when you're not saying anything, the body language and all that side of things, the things that you do are giving feedback to the player who's observing you and observing what you're doing and what you're saying. And if they, particularly if they don't know you that well, they don't understand necessarily what a particular piece of body language is, means that you're giving out, it can be come across in in the wrong way, and you don't even realize you're doing it because you're so busy thinking, you're so busy observing. You don't remember that the player is observing you as well and analyzing what what you're not saying as well
1: as what you are saying. Absolutely, absolutely, everything you're projecting is is having some kind of influence or impact on what they're doing. That time spent and building that relationship is a really valuable part. And that's one of the reasons that, yes, you could have watched a video of someone and you could see someone doing something right and something wrong, and it's very tempting to just jump straight in and go change that, bang, done. Actually, there's a little bit more to it because you need to build up a bank of knowledge about that person. Is it something they've done once? Is it something they do one in five times? Is it something they do all the time? observing and analyzing character is a big part of that isn't it building up that
0: relationship because you have you know when we talk about observing and analyzing especially if you talk about in the old model very technically based you're looking at you're looking for very technical things right you're looking for how they play a cover drive you know where their arm is when they're bowling or you know technical things but actually there's a there's that whole world around that as well how they react to different things that you can observe what they do when they're under a little feeling under a little bit more. Strain than when they're just having you know hitting the ball around with their mates. What they're doing in different sets of circumstances. It's all it, it. The context is really important, and and I feel like one of the things that the old way of looking at observing analyzing was it only. Talked about observing and analyzing from a technical point of view, comparing it to a, the perfect model, and working out whether it's worth changing or not. But actually, there's a whole there's a, there's that whole raft of sort of um, psychological, physical, and um, tactical elements that all go into observing and analyzing as well. Even if you even at that point we haven't said anything yet, you've got to be taking all that input in, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I I, I see that quite a lot when we we'll have sessions with. Uh, different age groups going on sometimes at the same time or we'll have one-to-ones going on sometimes at the same time and and the reaction that you will get or the way that a individual performs when different people are in the room around them and the the way they kind of hold themselves when they're aware that different people are watching can be very very noticeable what you project generally needs to be something you can control so if you want to create an environment that puts a bit of pressure on someone then you can do but also if you want to step back and allow it to be very friendly and relaxed and calm then you need to be able to portray that as well um, and subsequently you can influence their their mood or their, their feel for the session on the day and um, one of the big things that we will have at school if one of the first team players walks in, and the first team players are known within the school, um, and there's a, a younger a younger player playing, suddenly there is a almost a requirement on them that they they will they will show that person that they are somebody that is worth talking to or worth watching, um, and I'm sure you see that happen all the time in sessions that you've got going on because everyone reacts differently to different personalities around them. When it comes to, um, you're talking
0: about outcomes there, when it comes to outcomes and observing outcomes, I think that's that's an important part of the process now. Um, it's always been in there, um, but often we focus on, on techniques because we know there's certain techniques which are more likely to give you success. Whereas these days, I think we focus a bit less on techniques and a bit more on observing outcomes and seeing uh, even breaking outcomes down into specific things i'm thinking uh, an example i i can think of the top of my head is a bowler that i work with who runs onto the danger area and he can he can bowl without running onto the danger area but when he does he loses his accuracy so if you say if you just are saying let's purely look on the outcome he's not bowling as well now because he's not running on the danger area but, but when he runs on the danger area and he's bowling in the nets, it's, it's, you know, no one's going to complain because, you know, that's not what happens in nets. But actually what we want, the outcome that we want is for him not to run on the danger area and then be able to correct so he gets his accuracy back again. So he's doing both. So I think when you talk about looking at outcomes it's not just about someone smashing the ball out of the middle of the bat you know if whether they have a massive hoik or play a perfect cover drive but it is more about what specific outcome are you looking to achieve and and if you're observing that then getting that across to the play that's that's all sort of the feedback side of thing but if you're observing that you, you want to know you want to know what you're observing you want to know what you're analyzing rather than just generally looking and, and trying to um, build a perfect model from someone who you have to do one thing at a time with them
1: yeah, I think we've kind of been in ebbs and flows with the 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 outcome versus process debate over the years. And I, I think going back quite a long time it probably was outcome led and then people started to deconstruct um mental processes, technical processes different tactics and 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 so it became all about the process as you say didn't it and how do we do something now we're moving back towards outcomes i think the key word there is moving towards them we're not going to be totally outcome based and we're not going to be totally process based ideally for me we want to have a combination of the two and that that's the danger is sometimes you can deliver someone could deliver a session who's very aware of so who's who's working solely towards outcomes but if they don't have an understanding of processes maybe they're not a player in a way that if they were fully aware of all the processes going on they could interject and offer something along the way that might help and and work towards a better outcome because ultimately if the outcome isn't good and you don't understand the processes going on you're not necessarily going to be able to adapt them or or help them move towards the outcome you want to achieve it's just hoping that eventually they'll get there Um, and you want to give them that opportunity to get there on their own and you can change the constraints or the environment to encourage them to play in a particular way to get towards the outcome but really understanding the processes I think is still very very important even though we don't place them as the emphasis for what a player is working towards all the time now.
0: Yeah, and I think that that understanding that on a a deeper level is a really core, important part of of modern coaching. There's one more area that I want to cover before we wrap up. And it's a big area, so we'll have to scoot across it fairly quickly. And that is using technology, video replays, that kind of thing, to observe and analyse. Now, uh, you you like that, you like doing it for both games and for practice, right? So can you tell me a bit about, maybe a little bit about your process for, for that, for using technology to, to observe?
1: Yeah, um, I, I often have it um, both in a training environment and in a playing environment. If I feel like I'm going to get more benefit or if I feel like there's something that I can't see with the naked eye or something that I'm going to need a little bit more time on, then I can use it or the player can use it. And, and it's important that it's that. It's not always me doing the analysis. It could be, and often it is initially, the player doing the analysis because if they can if they can analyse themselves and they can really understand their own body language or technique or whatever it might be, then, then that's going to be more useful than, than me just telling them it's right or it's wrong. Um, match-wise, again we're going to be this year using the pitch vision match system as it is called and that will allow us to not only um Give players some some feedback in some video footage, but it gives them the opportunity to to analyse. Gives us an opportunity to analyse what's going on, um, and, and because of that, we can be player led. We can be coach led. We can be a, a a joint kind of discussion on a, on a topic. We can have a group discussion about about um, things going on with field players and it just gives you more variety available. For me, it's more of a safety net, and it's possibly something that is there to help but I'd still like to try and identify things or be make myself aware of things in real time where possible so I don't become dependent on replays or stats or numbers. I get a feel for it initially myself and it could just be that that unknown, that gut instinct, which is something you are identifying and you don't know why, but because you've built up that bank of knowledge over 10, 15, 20 years of seeing these things, you think something's not right there, or something's going on there that that's really good, or um, and then you can relate back to that 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 backup footage as well. So I think it's a great thing to have. I I think you need to be a little bit careful as a coach that you don't become dependent on it and you can't get through a session or get through a match without having it because the de- a day will come when technology will disappear and we'll be back to pe- we'll be back to pencils and paper and for whatever reason you'll have to do it so um, yeah try not to be too dependent but having it there is a, is a fantastic a tool to use um, so yeah learn how you can get more out of it uh, yeah, and, and especially with video uh, replays,
0: you, you do tend to focus a bit more on the technical and a bit less on the outcome-based stuff. Which is, So, you, you know, you have to put it into context, as always. I think probably one of the best um, pieces of observation, that uh, se- self-observed uh, things that I heard uh, from last year was, uh, of course, that we, we film our games. My team film all our games. And uh, one of our batsmen uh, came up to me and he said, uh, I need to... Um, uh, I've 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 spotted something on the video. I need to talk to you about it. And I said, "What's that?" And he said, "Well, um, you put these videos out every week, and I really need to lose some weight so I don't look like a fatty on YouTube."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, well you, whatever look, motivates you,
1: my it, friend. It, you know, that's, <laughs> it's probably bringing a pot. It's probably going to bring a positive. Exactly. Though, isn't it? <laughs> it, it's going to bring a." But you're right, uh, the, the thing I was going to mention, that it's something that I'm really looking forward to this year, is when we filmed in the past, we've done it with one camera. And that camera, usually when we're batting, has been fairly close. Again, so that we can kind of look see the batsman in a reasonably good size in the frame and we can see technical aspects or kind of a little bit on why did he play it, why did he not, because we can see the line of the length and what the ball's done. Those kind of things, you know what I'm talking about. But... I remember reviewing a video with someone last year, it might have been the year before, but he, um, I sort of said, Oh, how'd how you figure it? He said, Oh, yes, crunch. And he said, I oh, look back at my videos and I was, Oh, I hit him pretty well there. So we looked at it together and he faced maybe 25 balls or something. And he went, Oh, yeah, crunch that one. Oh, yeah, hit that one really well. I've smoked that through the covers, blah, blah, blah. And and he went on and out of the twenty-five balls, probably thirteen or fourteen of them, he he was sort oh I oh, hit really well, hit really I said, I'm really happy with that one, really happy with that one. But hold on, you only got ten, not you've only got ten runs here, you you are telling me hmm. you've smashed fifteen of them. Yeah. And again the bigger picture's lost because you're focusing too much on what's going on with the batter and forgetting the batter's only a small part of the big game, which is the field of cricket. And if the batter hits 10 in a row really hard but they all go straight to backward point then you're still on none and you're still, you're still the run rate's creeping up so it links the decisions really well in terms of your where the where's the ball and where's the field and that kind of stuff so that'll be really good to to offer a little bit more from our point of view
0: that's brilliant hopefully that's been helpful to uh, to people listening and um thanks for coming on the show uh lavers uh, we're going to wrap it up there but Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, you can find out more about me over at David25.com. So um, uh, head on over there if you want to have some more coaching, cricket coaching chat or uh, just a a general chinwag on these things. Um, That's all for this show. Thanks for listening.